Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, enjoying some 50 degree weather today. Over the weekend, it was very nice. The Chili Dog and I got a couple of uh, four hour hikes in on Saturday and Sunday. The, the Paulette girl got a swim clinic, kayak pool session, and fat biking. So I think she had a good weekend too. And speaking of the Paulette girl, if uh, any of this, my Scandinavian listeners, friends, particularly Norway, um, are interested, I th- she's looking at doing a 400k race from Oslo to Hammer and maybe doing some kayaking while she's there. So uh, message me. Maybe uh, she'll show up and you can have some fun with her. This week's guest, Catherine, was one of the first people to reach out or to respond when I reached out um, looking for maybe a place to stay and some help when I went to Worlds and uh, was able to graciously, uh, her and a team had a place that I could stay. Worked out with 4050 that I didn't need it, but um, I really appreciated it. And then we spent some time um, in the caving, walking in the rain, and she was uh, maybe as cold as I've ever seen a person, not in the winter time. So I thought it was fun, and the fact that it's her first adventure race. So that will be this week's episode. It was kind of fun, um, just uh, because I hate it when people do this, but may have some information on a couple of cool things and one of them not even adventure racing um, so probably in the next week to a few we'll have some more information on things like that so so a vague thing that may possibly happen that's it um oh the new in- intro this week is from a Facebook friend of mine, Tom Ill Jr., and it's called Surfatronic. So I will uh, there'll be a link to his stuff. It's it's really cool in a bizarre cool way. So if you want to listen to a little of that, he has a lot of stuff that if you like it, you can uh, download it and listen to it. So maybe some uh, training music. But other than that, um, guess what? Go fast, take chances, and um, thanks for listening. Bye. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm going to turn off the video, though, because I get a better. All right. Yeah. It's one thing living up here I don't have as good bandwidth, but. That's it. I'll try and turn mine off, too. Okay. Um, yep. Oh. Got it. So. Got it? Ta-da, it's working. Fantastic. And I'm not sure why it wasn't, but, yeah. You know, I've said this before. After almost three years, you'd think I'd have this figured out, but not always. You've been, you've been doing this for three years? Almost, yeah. In February, it'll be three yeah. years. Wow. 130-some episodes so far. I heard. I heard you have 130 episodes. So, and uh, it... Even, you know, pain and we fight this a little bit. We, 
fought this for like three or four minutes before we came on, but it's like I'm talking to somebody in Australia like 8,000 miles <laughs> away, right? <laughs> I know. It's pretty amazing. It, it kind of is. So it's one of my um, – it's just cool. So lunchtime for you, huh? It is lunchtime, yes. I'm hiding out in an office at my work <laughs> so <laughs> so I can talk to you in America. <laughs> and I never ask – hardly ask this, but what are you taking lunch from? What do you do? I'm a town planner, so I work at a council in in Victoria, in Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. So I approve developments and issue planning permits. Like business or construction or? Construction. Oh. Units, change of use, apartment buildings, but mostly subdivisions. So, okay. Yeah, not my passion, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> not what I'd like to be doing every day. Well... I guess I'm lucky in that way because I really like what I do every day too. So, mm-hmm. with me, with my with remodeling and stuff, it seems like it's always different. And you know, in the last like five years, I've had all these really good jobs where they're basically like, well, we don't know, do what you want to do. <laughs> Sounds good. It does. So yeah. Um, and you're a rookie adventure racer. I'm a rookie. Yes. So. I'm going to assume that you had some sort of a background. Well, you can assume that, but you'd be completely incorrect. Really? I love yep. it. So. No sporting background. Um, none? Zero? Maybe, uh, maybe just some recreational running the past few years, but apart from that, you know, None. So, so I'm not not an ultra runner. I'm, I wasn't a multi sport athlete. I was haven't done an Ironman. I've never even run a marathon. So well, that's uh, all right. So let's see. You watched um, Eco Challenge on TV online and got you interested in it. Tell me I'm wrong again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's all these assumptions and things that that really are kind of true how people get into the racing and 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 become adventure racers and so far you haven't fit any of them no i think i would break the mold actually yeah. so <laughs> why why did you pick one of the arguably hardest adventure races in the world to start <laughs> well xpd wasn't my first race it okay. was my first expedition race but I started at the start of 2016 so my first race was the Adventure Junkie X Marathon Mm -hmm. in um, Gippsland in Victoria um, Australia and that was a 36 hour race and then I did GeoQuest the full GeoQuest Mm -hmm. in a mixed team and Wildside in an all girls peak adventure team this year so I had three three adventure races under my belt before XPD and a few, you know, lots of training and row gains and such. Mm. But before that, just running. So, okay, so why did you decide that this was the sport for you? Well, I loved it. (laughs) So... Yeah, but but, but why did you love it? It's it's not like... Or did you just fall in love? Was it love at first sight? <laughs> um, 
I love the challenge. I, I, I made a, uh, joined a running group in 2015, mm-hmm. and I met a girl, Darlene Hine, and she, I guess, told me that adventure racing existed, and she taught me how to paddle a little bit, and I did the ex-marathon race with her in a Tiger adventure team. And I just found the experience quite amazing. And the more I do it, it, it's, it, puts, it challenges you and puts you out of your comfort zone. And, you know, people overcome challenges in life just in, in, in an everyday life situation. But adventure racing is like you're looking for those challenges. You're wanting to grow personally from those challenges. And every experience, and especially in XPD, was so intense. It was like it was like a lifetime's worth of experiences in, you know, just six and a half days. Yeah. And yeah. So well I think that's really true. I mean, I think I had some discussions while I was there with people. It's like, how how many years is a adventure race day? Because <laughs> you go through so much, just like you said, so many different mm. emotions and physical states of being every day that it's like, you know, it, is one day of adventure racing like a month in real in the mm. real world? Mm. And you know, throwing throw in racing with people that you've just met two days before that you've never trained with and it adds a whole new dynamic to the experience. Yes. So, did, um, so your team, you were one of the Tiger teams, right? Correct, yes. Um, did any of you know each other? Uh, Dougie and Evan had known each other for a few months. Mm-hmm. They, they live up in Sydney. So they had a few training sessions together, and we had a, a fourth person. Um, he came from Italy, mm. and the four of us hadn't met. I met Evan once for a coffee when he was down in Melbourne. Uh, I've never spoken to them on the phone before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Um, yeah. It was a Tiger Adventure team, yeah. number fifty-nine, called Synergy. Yeah. And. Didn't go exactly to plan because one of your teammates, it sounds just, I, every adventure racer's had this, right? But it's just, there was just something not wrong and he he, he dropped out. He changed his mind. Yeah. He changed his mind on the second night um, after the fifth leg. So after the first track, I think, mm. of the second track. Yeah, he said, um, yeah, he changed his mind and he decided to withdraw from the race and nothing we could suggest or offer could change his mind. And, you know, we knew that would make us unranked. But Doug, Evan and I really bonded quite well after that and we worked very well as a team Mm -hmm. after that that happened. Yeah, well, um, good on you guys for continuing. I mean... It happens all the time, and teams just, that's the end of the team. That's the end of their race, so um, mm. it was good for you. Except I suppose that meant you guys had to paddle the uh, boy toys <laughs> the whole time and the rest of the time, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we're all in, in that big yellow tub yeah. on our kayaking legs. and It was hard. Like, the With three people in the boat, I think it made it quite heavy, and 
you know, the, the guys were very strong and fantastic teammates. And we, we did the best we could. Mm. And we got every checkpoint and we finished the race. You know. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy with that. That's, I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't go into the race thinking you were going to push Seagate to the finish, right? <laughs> so no, I, no, that wasn't really on our to-do list. <laughs> so, um, how long did it take you guys? I mean, I could look this stuff up and know it, but that would be like uh, preparing, and I don't do that. <laughs> um, we finished Thursday morning at seven thirty, so I think that was six days and eighteen hours. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And because everybody always asks, like, how much sleep did you get? Yeah, we didn't get that much sleep. Yeah. We did get dark zoned at the pack raft, mm. so we did our caving during the day. And then we got a few hours sleep, and it was raining. So the hail came when we were actually in the caves. Mm -hmm. So there's hail coming down into the caves. So that was quite, quite special <laughs> and quite cold. <laughs> so, so it was not raining when you went in and you came out to that, right? Yeah, we came out. We really went. It was drizzling when we went in, mm -hmm. and then we're in there, and then there's waterfalls with hail coming into the caves. <laughs> and then we went back outside. And we're all soaking wet, and the ground is just covered in ice. It was quite spectacular. Um, it was, and um, for those that don't know, I ran into Catherine and the team <laughs> as they were walking up, and you looked really cold. <laughs> <laughs> I was very cold. Yes. Yeah. I actually got out of the cave and I took off my wet clothes and put on my dry clothes. And then Doug comes out. He's like, come on, one more cave. So I had to get changed back into my, my wet clothes yes. again. And I was very keen for a shower when I saw you, Randy. Yes, you were. And uh, even though I hope we don't get disqualified for this, but I shared my umbrella with you for a few minutes. So, Craig, Thank if you you're listening, don't disqualify him. Hey, we're unranked anyway, so oh. it doesn't really matter. Oh, I don't feel guilty now. <laughs> <laughs> no. We didn't try to stick by the rules. Like, we, we stuck by the rules the whole race. Mm -hmm. We tried to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, unranked. Well, see, that's – don't say unranked, even though you were, because you finished. And I, I think, you know, everybody that everybody that's in the world knows how hard it was. Mm. But um, what? Oops, I gotta grab a bird. Hang on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm back. I thought my bird was at the door. <laughs> oh. For for those that have been for from the beginning, Jimmy was. I thought she was wanting in, but she's not. Um, did the race? How do I want to say this? Was it, um, what surprised you most? Or what was the thing that was so much different than what you thought it might be before you started? Oh, I remember thinking at the start of the race that it was so much more than what I expected it to be. Hmm. So people had, I've, I've heard stories and I have friends who have done it before XPD and expedition length races, but you, I realised that you could never actually explain to someone what it was like. Like someone who hasn't done an expedition length race, it would be so hard to articulate your feelings during the race and 
to give the right amount of meaning to what the experience was like. Mm-hmm. So it it wasn't like how people explained it to me. So, well, how did, it was so much better. Yeah. Well, how did they explain it to you? Oh. In, I, I, you race, conti- race continuously for days. Mm-hmm. You have little sleep, mm. and you are going to be in a lot of pain, and you're going to get a lot of blisters. Um, I didn't get any blisters. My feet were perfect, and my hands were fine during the race as well, and no injuries. So, mm. all my training with Peak Adventure really paid off, I think, for that. But it, it just, it was so intense. It forces you to be so much in the now and trust your teammates with your life. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if the team makes a decision, that's what the team's doing and that's what you do and they'll have your back and you have their back. Yeah. And you don't get that in, in everyday life. You aren't presented with those, those challenging experiences like the hiker bike down the cliff mm-hmm. or in the first paddle leg, the our CTR started taking on water. So Doug's in the back of the boat and it was sinking. So we come up next to him and he yells at me, Catherine, you're getting in this boat. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not getting in the sinking boat. <laughs> He's like, we're swapping now. Okay, Doug. <laughs> and then I just got in a sinking boat in the middle of the ocean in the first leg of XTD. You know, you just do it because you have to and then you survive and you grow and you get stronger from having those experiences. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, it's like a constant. You, your brain almost never shuts off, does it? Even even no. when you're sleep deprived and hallucinating, and you know all those things that people talk about, you're still present, right? Yeah, definitely. You're still yourself. You're still. You bring all of you to the race, and even when you've been up for three, four, five days and only had a, you know, five to eight hours sleep mm-hmm. and you're hallucinating, you can still think and make decisions and communicate and race. So, that's kind of cool. So, um, do your new teammates, do they know things about you that your best friends in life don't know? Oh, <laughs> not <I'm>, really. Okay. <laughs> I guess we've shared experiences together yeah. that, you know, I haven't shared with anyone else. And it was good racing with two people that I had just met because there was lots to talk about. Yeah. And you really get to know them quite well. And I have found that you get to know them quite well and really soon. Like, I've I've been out, you know, with a team in a race, you know, doing a trek or something, and within an hour you're just – you you're kind of telling secrets. You're telling dirty stories. You just, you know you kind of confess things that in the real world you might not ever tell anybody, or it might take years before you feel close to them. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I can see how that would, would work because you need to be completely honest mm-hmm. and open about your capabilities, your strengths, and your weaknesses to work well as a team. So the honesty, it yeah. was the foundation of our team, I think. Well, between the three of us anyway. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that makes that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, you have to be totally honest and 
Yeah. yeah. You never you never know where that's going to take you. <laughs> so. mm. When you were like when you got the the planners ahead of time, what what did you when you started looking at the race, what were you like thinking, "Oh, this is really going to be fun." And and on the other side, what was the part you thought, "Oh, I don't want to do this part." Oh, well, I was actually I remember when I first saw the course outline, I was I just arrived back in Melbourne from Malaysia mm. and I was with um, a few people from Peak Adventure and Jared was reading out the course description and he's like, man, that's a lot of paddling. It's not only that much paddling, mm. and which is great because I love paddling. Mm. And But in the week, the next week, I was actually, you know, pretty overwhelmed with the whole logistically logistics to plan mm. for an expedition length race I'd never done it before they were very long legs I wasn't sure you know how much food I'd need on each leg so I got some advice off some friends and just packed my glide bags you know for for each each leg and labeled them all and it, it actually worked really well I'm quite happy with how I planned mm. probably would take in some more um, dry food or dehydrated food because I found it hard to eat enough yeah. for for what I needed. Yeah. So what what we'll get back to that a little bit. But what what was your diet? What was my diet? Yeah. What did you What did you eat and what What did you oh, get really we, sick of? <laughs> <laughs> I got sick of jam croissants. <laughs> I loved I loved my Vegemite and cheese croissants. I wish I had taken more of those. I kept looking for those and kept pulling out jam ones. Mm. Um, Nuts were good. We oh, muesli bars, oh, wraps. But I really liked the dehydrated food. I hadn't had that before. But I wish we could have had more of it because yeah. one dehydrated meal a day wasn't really enough. Yeah. But mm. I mean, and that—that's really one of those things that you didn't know and you learned in this race, right? Yeah. Um, do you, when you were out, when you were looking and you're pulling out jam croissants, <laughs> this is the way I always am. If you have sweet, you want salty. And if you have salty, you want sweet, right? Yeah. 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 It just <laughs> yeah. never fails. You don't have exactly yeah. what you want. You um, have lots of muesli bars as well, yeah. especially in the kayak legs. Yeah, because... Some of those, when you were working against the tide, you really didn't have time to slow down or eat, oh. did you? And my team was against the tides. I don't more than we were with the tides. Mm. Yeah. So the the, the uh, luck of the draw, so to speak. Mm. So what was your what was your favorite and uh, least favorite parts of the course? There were quite a few favourite moments, actually. Mm. Probably there was a rainforest section that we went through. Mm. I think on the on the first long nav or second nav, um, that was quite beautiful, and there were quite spectacular views from some of the mountains we climbed. I actually don't remember the names of the places because I wasn't navigating, yeah. so I I couldn't quote names to you. And where was your then? When was your low point in the race? Oh, um, 
end of the first, end of the long trek, mm-hmm. the, like the, the the long challenging trek, that long straight road, we kept we were walking and and jogging, shuffling a little bit, but the road just went on forever and ever. And I remember just being disheartened every time we couldn't see the end of the road. And as soon as I saw the T intersection and the TA, I, I ran to the TA. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy that was over. And the the end of the last paddle, we were going into a headwind and against the tide, and we were doing like interval sessions to to get to the TA. So that was also quite challenging. Yeah. What yeah, do you very hard being you know your first expedition race, how did you like say on that you know long stretch of road where it just went on forever where did you go to in your mind to get through it well i there's no to a good place okay. you know there were there was never any any question or any thought about stopping or any thought about pulling out. It was, you know, I believe in myself that I can do it. And you just go. Like I remember being so tired, my arms were just hanging down by my sides and they, they were just hanging. They had no life in them. And you just keep going. You just keep walking. That's what you've chosen to do. You, you choose to do that before you enter a race like that. Mm-hmm. You've made the commitment and the decision to do it, and it's part of the fun. The hard part, yeah. the journey, is it's part of the reason why I love it so much. Did you um, did you know you had that in you before you started? Yep. Yep. I know that when I make a choice to do something that. You just make that choice over and over and over and over again, and you can achieve anything. So, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I mean, have you always been like stuff. that, or did you? Is, Sorry, have you always been like that, or or is it learned? It's learned. It's learned from life experiences. So my lifestyle wasn't always this healthy, and I had to change it, and that's how I changed it. And so that struggle is very empowering, Mm -hmm. and so any future struggle, like an expedition-length race, it's actually quite easy because you just implement what you already know you can do. Okay, that makes sense. Hey, hmm. we got to take. Hang on for just one second. I got to go. I got to go find a bird. I think she's chewing someplace. So, I'll just be a second. Mm-hmm. I'm back. So, my big bird is. She likes to wander the house and get in trouble. So she was up, trying to chew on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she mostly just wanted some attention. If. Uh huh. It, for people that don't have birds, it's like having two-year-olds for your whole life. So, <laughs> How many birds do you have? Two. Two? We, we got Stevie, Stevie Ray and Jimmy Lee. And Jimmy's, mm. Jimmy's a uh, Amazon, so she's about a foot tall and a troublemaker. Wow. But, and she's probably going to start talking, so when you hear some screaming in the background, that's all that is. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, okay. So, um. Um, okay, 
back on track. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Were you looking forward to caving? No, I was um, quite apprehensive about caving, actually. I was worried I'd get anxiety mm-hmm. in the small spaces, yep. and I imagined this maze of caves underground and all the teams in there at the same time and, you know, not being able to pass each other and getting blocked in. And But it was actually much more enjoyable than I thought it would be. So That's what I heard from a lot of people. And, you know, I'm that way. I'm 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 okay underground when it's open, but like mm-hmm. I couldn't have done that one squeeze. Um, and I have. I used to cave, but I never really liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for me, a lot of it would be the thinking ahead of time makes it worse. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but um, it seemed like pff, most people had fun, um, other than one guy that passed me at a dead run coming out of a cave and he just had to go outside and kind of like reset his mind and then mm-hmm. and then went back down and was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of my one of the things I like about adventure racers is you're doing this thing that you're not really very comfortable with and yet you do it because it's what you signed up for, right? Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh um, let's, we're, um, I had some stuff on my mind and then I got mixed up. Um, so you had a good time. You had mm-hmm. some pretty good teammates. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? <laughs> well, well, there's plans for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, to race in a peak adventure team. I'm actually meeting my teammates tonight. And, yeah, so X-Marathon in March. And then GeoQuest, the full Geo later on in the year. And then the wild side event by Fully Rad Adventures is a five-day race. And it's known as the Australian Series. Mm. Uh, If you speak to Trevor Mullins, he may have mentioned it to you. Yep, yeah. Um, Yeah, so... We race. We'll be racing for points, and we'll get points in each of those races. So, and uh, yeah. so, who's going to be on the team? Um, got some guys who I'm meeting through Peak Adventure. Okay. Uh, so, James Rush, Jaden Thrush, and mm. Andrew McDonald. So. Uh, yeah, they're friends of Jared, so. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be good to get some training in before X Marathon. And Randy, there's going to be pack rafting in X Marathon, so everyone who did XPD and bought pack rafts can use them again. That's a bonus. Um, yeah. So pack rafting, you know, w- there was kind of a discussion at that at the Racers Forum whether or not that should be a kind of a standard discipline, so to speak. What do you think? How what do you think mm-hmm. of pack rafting? I think you don't, you need um, different skills mm-hmm. to, say, ocean ski paddling or just paddling down a river. And definitely, I think that's a great idea. I think uh, I've been whitewater paddling a few times down here in, in Victoria. And, yeah, it, it's a thrill. And you need to have the technical skills not to fall out yeah. in some rapids. Like, you know, like if they're grade twos or threes. And yeah. it would really promote kayaking too i think more so as a sport so yeah it's a i think it's a good way to 
Because you can't really, you know, have whitewater boats in a race. So I think pack rafting is a good way to go. But, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know if everybody loves it, but I think enough people do. And mm. also, if you've made the investment to buy a pack raft, it's nice to be able to use them again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was one of those people who did, did buy one before XPD. Yeah. So I'm very happy I get to use it again. Yeah. Oh, so shameless plug. Um, I started a new page on Facebook, uh, the Adventure Racers Gear Bazaar. For, mm. um, you know, because I know people from here like Sherry wanted to sell her bike when she got done. Um, you know, I brought a pack draft over because I had room to bring it, so... It's kind of going to be mm-hmm. a spot for, you know, we're going to Expedition Africa. Can we borrow a, a pack raft or if I'm going to come, I'm going to sell my bike or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can maybe we can start saving a dollar or two for adventure mm-hmm. racers. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Not the cheapest sport in the world to be doing. No, it's a, it's a definitely isn't. So, um. Do you have you looked into any of the history of adventure racing, like some of the old videos and stuff? Oh uh, no, not really. really. I'm, 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 yeah, a rookie. I'm still learning about all the background to it all. Yeah. So okay. So I'm gonna give you some homework. So you know, you get a chance. To, you know, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and stuff. And because I always would be wondering, would like to know, like if you could go back in time and do do a race with some with a team or some place if there's some something you'd like to do so you get that researched and get back to me on it okay yep no worries thanks for the homework there you go no problem you know (laughs) it's not enough just to have training you got to have homework too okay oh yeah great i'll put that in my program (laughs) so um so where do you see yourself you know in the sport you know you know let's five Five ten years, whatever down the road, because you know here you're a rookie and you guys finished, you know, one of the toughest races there's been, you know, around and did quite well. So, where how do you how do you think you can progress in the sport? Oh, well, I know how I'd like to progress in the sport. I'd like to get faster, yeah. and I'd like to be stronger, and I'd like to improve my times in the races. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I train with people down here in, in Melbourne, you know, who in you know, in Adventure Junkie and um, Peak Adventure teams and you know, they, they do they did it in like what, four days, four and a half days? Yeah. And I took two days longer. So I'd like to shorten that gap and mm-hmm. you know, have a team that has the same goals and Hopefully, do some more expedition races around the world. Yeah, well, I think mm. I think you've got the mental mental part of it down, and it's just be a matter of uh, maximizing your, your physical potential. Hmm. Yeah. So I've been I've been training for it for this sport since since March. Mm-hmm. So after after X marathon um, was when I really. Started. I went on a program, mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue so. on that. Yeah. Yeah. So you do do. So we'll see. Yeah. So because I always kind of break it down to the the simplified. 
the heart rate people and the what's over the next ridge people. But so you're on a are on a program, a training program. You think that? Yeah. You think that's? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously it's kind of working for you. But do you have any of that? Let's see what's over the next hill in you. Yeah, that that's um. So we don't use heart rate yeah. monitors or stats. So I guess I'm on the I'm on that type of program, okay. the what's over the hill kind of program. So and building strength. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, there's just a lot to learn. Like, what? How long did you say maybe your transitions were? Because you know that's some place that can make a ton of time. So. About that's thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, that were. At the start, they were we were faster. We were aiming to be faster mm -hmm. um, during the middle, and yeah, thirty minutes. I think one was an hour. Uh, so yeah, there's there's lots of room for improvement. I think. Yeah, yeah and I think if you get with us with a team, that seems to make a huge difference with people. Um, you know, I know Kyle Peter told me that. Him and Mary and Rob, they don't even talk before a race. They all just know what to bring. And mm. uh, they don't have to talk in a transition. And, you know, they said their their transitions could have been a little faster, except, you know, had Eric Sanders, the new guy on the team, and they had to say something to him once in a while. <laughs> they, had to, they had to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We did a bit of talking at, at the TAs just to try and – be as fast as we could yeah. without, you know, ever even training together before. Yeah. So. Well, I yeah. think that's the important thing is you were talking. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, With, we we're, were talking and you know talking about timeframes and what to do next and I'm doing this and okay you'll do this and we're, when we were coming into the TA, okay, so the guys will pack up the pack rafts and I'll make the food and you know and all the guys would make the food and you know I'd. You know, we were sharing the tasks quite equally, although the guys carried the boats more than I did, which was quite handy, only having three people and one boat. I didn't have to carry the boats. There you go. Well, I mean, let's face it, they're bigger than you are. They should carry the boat. <laughs> <laughs> they were so much stronger, like physically stronger. Yeah. I think I was like a third <laughs> or half of Doug's, <laughs> Doug's weight and strength. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Does that... Does that bother you that you're not physically as strong as your teammates? I mean, it's kind of a dumb question because what do you do about it? But, but do you think about it or is it just that's where you are? It was a concern of mine before GeoQuest. Um, that was my first race yeah. with three men. And I was worried that that would be – that I wasn't as strong and would I be able to keep up and how would I go. And we did very well. Um and it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it would be. Yeah. And so I wasn't that worried about it coming into XPD. And, you know, I had the conversation with the guys the night before, look, you, know, you do know that you're, you know, twice as strong as me. Yeah. And, yeah, we just worked together really well as a team to get the team through the course as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. You're the, it's, it, it's a team. You're all. It's a team. You kind of are all equal in in your own way. Hmm. During the, the middle of the race, I think there was the 
less amount of strength difference. Mm-hmm. I think at the start, the, the guys were, were, were stronger. You know, they were physically stronger throughout the whole race, but I noticed it less in the, in the middle few days. You kind of, they maybe slowed down a little bit. You didn't slow down quite as much type thing. You just yeah. kind of yeah. equaled out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we came to a sort of an equilibrium. Yeah. Um, do you navigate? I have, yeah. Um, I was I navigated my um, team through Wildside, so that was a 24-hour race. So I did it with um, three girls who I trained with at Peak Adventure, and we gave ourselves the name Peak Adventure Ninja Possums, which has <laughs> kind of stuck with us. And so I nabbed through that, and at X Marathon... We had, I was with three other girls, and we all nabbed for a quarter of the race. So, well, that's kind of so, cool. Yeah, I actually really, really enjoy navigating. And I actually like knowing where we are and where we're going. So, so even if you're not, you know, primary, were you kind of keeping, keeping track, do you, or did you not yeah. kind of worry about it with this at XPD? Yeah, I did some nav at XPD. Okay. I nabbed a bit on the kayak leg. Yeah. Um, we through the we were doing some of we were paddling at night time, so I nabbed through the night time kayaking a little bit, mm-hmm. and we also did a little bit during the some of the treks. But yeah, Doug was our main nav. Yeah. And okay, so you, a year ago you were a couch potato to use our term. <laughs> <laughs> how did, how have you how have you learned to navigate? Oh well. My work, I, I read plans all the time, That's so good, I've got yeah. a good, I, I know where north is, yeah. I know where east and west and south are, and I can read plans. So, you know, learning, we've, I've been rogaining and mountain bike orienteering this year, and just practice, like going out with girlfriends and, and doing some races, and just, just for fun, and you know, just learning and going to some training courses and some beginner classes. With the Rogaining Association in down here, uh, but yeah, it's lots of fun. Yeah, that's. This is when I get jealous because you guys, you can go to a beginner's class to learn navigating. <laughs> it's like, I doubt if there's a beginner's class anywhere in the United States where you can learn navigating. Really? Yeah, that's it's just there's nothing like that. Just no, you know, nothing in in the schools. The kids don't learn anything. You know, you just have to mm. learn it all on your own. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know, with all your nice weather and everything great about Australia and New Zealand and everything, it's it's kind of that you can you can go out and actually find somebody that will teach you how to navigate or be an adventure racer or whatever that is kind of like, mm-hmm. man, that would be nice if we had that here. But, and there, you know, mm. there's obviously a little bit of it, but. Not like mm-hmm. you guys have. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good here in Melbourne, and there's lots of places to go. Like there's some permanent courses yeah. so, in a few places around town. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, I think, I don't know. I know where there's one permanent course in Idaho. <laughs> oh. I mean, I know there are more than that, but, you know, you got several mm-hmm. you can go to. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn you Australians. <laughs> you have to come over, Randy. We'll go. We'll go. Um, orienteering. Yeah, it was. Uh, I could have spent could have spent several months and then 
came back here when it got nice again, but yeah, real life. Mm-hmm. So. Real life, yep. yep. Um, I don't know. Have we talked about everything? You can't ask me that many questions because I've only been doing it for a year. Well, but that, but see, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you because it is it, fun it, 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 to to talk to somebody that's just is beginning. Uh, you know, mm. what do you know? What you don't know? How did you get here? Where are you going? So, um, mm. so uh, it, you know what? I'll tell you something, Randy. When I got back from the race, mm-hmm. I was walking through the shopping center. I'm just looking around at, you know, every other person there that hadn't done XPD. And the thought just entered my head, why would you not, you know, choose to do adventure racing? I, I think there's great opportunity to grow the sport. And I'd love to get more people involved to actually have those experiences. Mm-hmm. I think it would, yeah, it's, 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 it would be, would be good to get more people involved into it. It will. I th- do you think that the series, you know, that you'll be having next year, you think that'll help grow it a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think the more, I think that will just um, have an accumulative impact. So the more people who get a taste for it and start doing larger events, I think I, I can just see it growing. And I heard XPD was the largest adventure race ever with 1919. As far as I know, I've never. Uh, yeah. The last really big one was that I, you know, was Primal Quest in '08. They had like 65 teams here, and I think maybe mm-hmm. Ecuador and Costa Rica had 50 or 60 teams, something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, to have basically 100 teams was one is very mm-hmm. spectacular. Um, you know, I'm not sure how, you, from a racer's point of view, if it was was a, a lot of teams around, but for me, where I could go, I could go to the head of the race and see four or five teams, and I could go to the middle of the race and see ten teams, and I could go to the back of the race and see ten or fifteen teams at a time. And made mm-hmm. it really nice for me, as opposed to a race with like thirty teams, and you know you might spend all day and see one one team. So mm. I love the big field. Mm-hmm. Did, did okay? So that see, and I have a question. Do you? Were there time? Were you racing other teams, or were you just racing the course, so to speak? Because there are so many teams out there. I'm sure you were around teams a lot. Yeah, we were. We were um, in in the first half of the race. We were um, we met heaps of people, and we we were you know we'd um, go back and forth between them. We met a team from Washington. Can't remember their name, but yeah, the, we saw familiar faces all the way through um, to the caving Hmm. and then the paddle we were a bit more dispersed we came across a few teams at rapid number 50 and then we got a few hours sleep after that and then they we saw them again at the next ta i'll tell you what randy i was responsible for looking after the scorecard Mm -hmm. i'm sure you've heard stories before about people misplacing the scorecard during races yeah yeah i misplaced the scorecard (laughs) during the race (laughs) It got left in the bush somewhere on the bike ride to the caves. So we had to retrace our steps 5Ks well, to get the scorecard, and it was still there. 5K is better than 10K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I was very relieved when we found it. Did you uh, catch a little grief about that for a couple of days? <laughs> No, oh, no, I actually lost quite a few things during the race. I don't lose things. I'm normally really organized. I'm saying to Doug, you know, I don't do this. <laughs> and he's only known me for like seven days. He's like, hmm, I don't believe you. Yeah. So he's like, no, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a drink bottle in the paddling. I lost the rapid clues in the paddling. Oh, yeah, it was an adventure. Well, that's why they call it an adventure race. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, all right. You probably got to go back yeah. to work pretty quick. You probably got a bunch of contractors ready to yell at you because you won't let them build. Oh, I have to. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. do you actually <laughs> deal with contractors or are you more on the um, planning side? I deal side? with applicants, so consultants and developers and mum and dad applicants, people who want to build a house mm -hmm. or two houses on a lot. It's only big enough and for one. Yeah, yeah. There's always some negotiations, and there's lots of subdivisions going on. So, um, yeah. I will have to say, I literally haven't built anything in town for like five years. So, in the mm -hmm. the counties, which are you know, and I'm not sure if there's an equivalent, but the county doesn't require building permits for the most part for remodeling. So it's like. I don't have to deal with you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you don't. You want to avoid it if you can. Kind of sometimes. Mm. I mean, I don't have any problem because usually the building codes are there for a reason. But it's just hard. Mm -hmm. It's just hard when they. And I'm sure you're on the other end. It's hard when you can't be a little flexible because it can't be flexible for one person and not the other. And I understand that, but I want to be flexible. Mm. So. All right, so we're done with this old house chat. So I'm going to let Thanks, you go back Randy. to work. I'm going to go. It's really cold here, but I might take the dog out for a little hike. It's like mm -hmm. one degree Fahrenheit here. Really? Yeah, so we're having a cold snap. Fortunately, by Saturday, it's going to be up to 40 so Fahrenheit, so oh. it doesn't wow. come and stay. But, yeah, the chili doesn't yeah. get much it's much of a hike in. We'll go for an hour. Is it snowing? Um, we had a little snow. It's kind of mostly melted here. Um, you know, there's enough on the ground to be white. If you go about oh. 10 or 15 miles north of us, they got a lot of snow. I mean, they're skiing and stuff like that. So, but Oh, wow. Yeah. Roads are clear. All that's good. So we can live with oh. it. Yeah. All right. Well, it was lovely to meet you at XPD. It Randy. was. It was. Uh, yeah. One, Thank you. One of my, uh, I'll, I'll say one of my favorites, but there were a lot of you that were my favorites. <laughs> there, I met, there were a really lot of nice people that I met. And I'm, mm -hmm. um, you know, people that I know, people that I didn't know but knew, and people that I never met. So, um, mm. and I've said this before, that's the reason why I really wanted to make it there. And, you know, kind of did the, mm -hmm. did the whole GoFundMe and all that, because it's just like, you know what? I don't want to miss this race, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. So. That's good. It was good to have you there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see your smiling face <laughs> every every day or so at different locations. Well, my, <laughs> like... my theory on that is I used to think people liked me, and then I just realized they knew if they saw me, they weren't lost. <laughs> yes. No. I mean, no. 
<laughs> so, although um, yeah. the night was it? When did I? S- the night before when I saw you at the caves, I was lost in that area, and I had to rely no. on uh, uh, the who was it? Um, which team was it? I don't know. Anyway. They got me back to civilization because I followed one team in, <laughs> and then I started following the, these guys out, and all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know where I am. You know, you couldn't. You know, there was no sun. It was cloudy, and I'm like, Hey guys, you need to get me back to where I can figure this out. And they did. So it was, it was classic. Good. It was anyone can get lost. I've done it before. See various episodes of the podcast where I talk about Tahoe and Team Bones finding me lost. So, see, we're happy to see you, and you're happy to see us. It, very much sometimes. So, yeah. all right. So I know you're going to go fast and take chances because you got a whole season of racing coming up, and that's what I tell everybody else. So, go fast, mm-hmm. take chances, and thanks for the conversation. Thanks, Randy. All right. Hopefully, we'll see you. See you next later. time. All right. Bye. Yeah, I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Did you hear my blue?
hot fight When the people are many And their hands are all empty With a pellets of poison A flood in the water Where the hunger is ugly And the souls are forgotten Where black is a color And none is the number I will tell it Gonna fight!